We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Vince, are you ready for hashtag rapid fire? Oh, we start another hashtag because I'm on board. Why not? Why not? Make it so. Fill in the blank. Quarterback Deuce Knight's commitment to Notre Dame today is blank. Huge. Massive. Gigantic. Any synonym there throughout? Uh, No, there's no way. It, it's it's the biggest commitment in the 25 class period end of discussion when you get the top flight quarterback when you get the number one guy on your board it's huge and they finally were able to secure that commitment now i think that deuce was a little worried uh that he might get beaten to the punch with with bear yeah. being there this past weekend i think there was a little bit of that you know i don't you know, I'm not an insider when it comes to recruiting, so I don't know if there was a silent commitment or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. I don't think there was, uh, but I, I don't know the answer to that. But I'm telling you, th- this is big. He's got a huge ceiling. I think he's the perfect guy to come in after CJ Carr because he's not ready to play, you know, as a freshman. So he's going to need some time, but his ceiling is massive. Like if he can stick it out uh, and wait for CJ Carr to run his course, that's a great handoff from one to the next. This is where the program elevates. This is where the program really, truly begins to rise to the level of these other programs when it comes to truly competing for national championships every year. We've we've talked about what has been the difference in this year's team. It's having a quarterback with all this experience. Now, obviously, young quarterbacks committing are not experienced, but they are much more highly regarded uh, and rated quarterbacks than what we're used to seeing here at Notre Dame. You're talking about two top 10 quarterbacks in back-to-back classes. CJ Carr, of course, coming in next year, Deuce Knight this year. And the, I mean, this is, this is essentially what Urban Meyer was talking about a couple of weeks ago with those comments that he had about Notre Dame should be stacking highly ranked quarterbacks on top of each other. Yep. And we've talked about it right here as well. And this is how it happens. It's not like one year you get a top 10 guy and the next year, uh, well, maybe we get a top 50 guy, you know, something right. like that. You stack it, your quarterback room becomes better from top to bottom. And that's how you truly become a, a, a true competitor for national championships. So this is really big for Notre Dame to, to get another one like this, like Deuce Knight, 
guy of his caliber back to back right after CJ Carr. They Brian in his uh, uh, one of his stories about the commitment said landing Knight in the 25 class gives Notre Dame its best three year recruiting stretch at quarterback since it picked up Malik Zaire, Deshaun Kaiser, and Brandon Wimbush from the 13 to 15 classes. He's the first left-handed quarterback to pick Notre Dame since Zaire played for Notre Dame. So it's huge, right? I mean, from a recruiting standpoint, Zaire, Kaiser, and Wimbush, man, that was like boom, boom, boom. You know what I mean? That's where Notre Dame's sitting right now. And I don't know what it's going to look like in the 26th class. You know, know, the guy's been committed for like uh, seven hours now, so I'm sure everybody's turned the page. And they're trying to figure out who the next 26th quarterback is. Uh, but right now, that threesome uh, back-to-back-to-back is, is looking pretty stinking good right now. And I realize they didn't uh, recruit Sam Hartman I, as you know out of high school. But, you know, if you can go Sam Hartman to C.J. Carr to, you know, what, like. That's, well, and that's even, it, let's, you know, let's, let's be honest. If they had recruited Sam Hartman out of high school. Oh, he was a three-star. I mean, exactly. I mean, people would be complaining. It's like, yeah. what are you getting Sam Hartman for? But essentially right. you've got a fully developed three-star guy who you know, played very well in a system, but people had questions about him in that system. And he is proving that he is just a really good college quarterback right now. Where he is yep. at this no point. doubt about it. He's the best. He's the best guy for this offense in this moment, you know, at Notre Dame. No yep. doubt about that. Yep, exactly. So after watching Tobias Merriweather's performance against Central Michigan, do you buy or sell it as a coming out party for him? I buy I buy it as a step forward. I don't buy it as a coming out party per se. I mean, he had he did a great job. He caught everything that went his way. Um, he he did great, but I don't know. I, I don't know what I would expect from a coming out party. Maybe, you know, I don't know, a couple touchdowns, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I expect more than what he did, but 90 plus yards and four catches or five catches or whatever it was, that's a, it's a pretty good day. I mean, and I'm hoping that he put to rest the nonsense that has been out there that he sucks and that he shouldn't be out. You know what I mean? Like he dropped one, he dropped the first ball that came his way in the first game of the season. And he's caught everything else since then. You know, I mean, he's allowed to drop a ball, okay? Yeah. And I, I think I agree. It's not necessarily coming out party, but Ooh, we're agree. getting really like when you have a 75-yard touchdown, yeah. it's like oh, that's yeah. that's still this is this is the kind of thing that I, I think that I saw this season being for him. Not that he was going to catch a 75-yard touchdown every sure. week, but look at the last two weeks now. Not a whole lot of volume, but he's had, he had a 45-yard catch two weeks ago. He had a 75-yard catch for a touchdown this week. Like, that's kind of what I envision. Like, two to three to four catches a week, and one of them is it's going to be one. like a big explosive yeah. play that can really change things. I like that. For you. you know, I, that's – Look, I think a, Notre Dame he's a, fans He's a big that. play guy. And especially when you look at, again, the pass distribution, all this does – when you have passes like that, like now, if Ohio State didn't know before, now Ohio State's secondary is obviously going to be better than Central Michigan. Sure. Don't get me wrong. But Ohio State knows that that, that Merriweather and Tyree both have to be accounted for. You can't yep. let them loose, but you also can't guard everyone. So that exactly. just leaves other options for Sam Hartman. And to your point earlier, it looked like maybe he was making a concerted effort to continue to go deep. You know, at at the kind of at the at the sake of 
some open stuff underneath. And some of that open stuff underneath is still going to be there because as a group, this group is just too good. And when you've got deep threats like that, it, it opens a lot of things up for you all, let me, across the board. Let me ask you this. And Sean. that's the impact that Tobias Merriweather can have. Sure. That's oh, absolutely. Point. Look, they've never thrown to less than, I think, eight receivers. Eight different receivers have mm-hmm. caught passes in every single game. I mean, you can't guard everybody. That's just – it's not going to work, right? Tim B says Merriweather needed that right, though. Or he Merriweather needed that, though, right? Absolutely. I Well, I – let me throw this back at you, though. Okay. Do you think Merriweather needed it or the fans needed to see it? Do you think Merriweather was lacking confidence or do you think the fans were lacking confidence in Merriweather? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The game Notre Dame fans have been waiting for all season is here as the Fighting Irish get ready to play the Ohio State Buckeyes. And if you're still looking for tickets to this titanic battle, game time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. I don't think he lacked confidence, but I don't think it hurt his confidence either. Well, I'll to, give you that. To have that I, don't know that especially, he, I don't know that he needed it. Right, especially after, because again, and I'm not going to go down this whole road, he got caught from behind, okay, against NC State. He was asked about getting caught from behind, and he kind of joked about it. He talked about what a great athlete that is. 
it's not discounting what a great athlete Tobias Merriweather is, you know, but he was when that happened to go from that, what was still a 45 yard gain right now, all of a sudden 75 yards touchdown that can do nothing that can do nothing but help his confidence if he needed it. But you're right. Maybe the fans needed it a little bit more just because we've been talking about this guy since that one catch for 41 yards and a touchdown last year. And, oh yeah, absolutely. and now we've seen it. We've seen two passes in back-to-back weeks that surpassed what that pass against Stanford was last year. Yep. And real so quick, before we move on to the next one, okay. Christopher wants to know if we see Dion this week. He was out there this past week. He just didn't get targeted. So you know, he's another weapon. I'll just put it that way. He's another weapon that if they ignore, can hurt you. But the problem yeah. is. There's a lot of talent at this wide, in this wide receiver room, and there's only so many snaps that can go around. But I think that that's you know, and he only played. I don't even think he played ten reps out there last that's probably Saturday. True. But you're that's right. You know, true. he did. He did play. He just didn't play a lot. But again, when you've had Holden stays, Chris Tyree, Tobias Merriweather, all in the last couple of weeks, show what they can do. Sure. And only guard so many people. And that's exactly. I, I think that this could be the kind of game where Deion Colsey gets his hands on a couple right. of balls as a result because of the yes. way Sam Hartman goes through the progressions. Agreed. Absolutely agree. Yep. Yep. He could be a guy that, you know, catches a key third down or, you know, catches a key touchdown or whatever because all the focus is on some other guys. You know, look, you know, Jaden Greathouse has put together some pretty good film over the first four weeks. He's going to get some attention. Right. We know that Jaden Thomas is going to get attention. We know that Tobias Merriweather is going to get attention. Chris Tyree should get attention. I hope they forget about him. That'd be great. You know, so a lot of these different guys are all going to be getting attention. Do we think zero is going to get attention? I don't know. I mean, like I said, he'll make you pay if you don't pay attention to him. So we'll see. Right. If he's the third or fourth reading the progression and he's there and the, the other guys, because one thing, what 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 have we not seen Sam Hartman do so far this year? He hasn't forced a ball to anyone. Like, like think about that. It, it, you know, he hasn't forced a ball after we saw like everything rammed, you know, just rammed right at number 87 last year. You know, it's 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 a lot different. And right. that's that's why I think you're going to see some opportunities for Z. Deion Colsey's chances will come when he's out there on the field at some yep. point. Agreed. So agreed. He'll make a big play at some point. He had a bunch last year. Yep. So I was going to save this one until tomorrow, but Tyler gave it to us in the form of a super chat. So there's ah. nothing I can do. <laughs> there's nothing you can do. <laughs> so thanks for the super chat, Tyler. But which former Notre Dame quarterback had the worst weekend? And Ooh. Tyler Buckner, Drew Pine, Phil Jerkovic, they combined mm. to go. I had the numbers here. If it I was bad. I, I they combined to go place. 18 of 47 for 156 <sighs> yards, no touchdowns, and five interceptions on Saturday. I don't know if you can pick the one that had the worst day. Let's just say it was uh, it was not a good day to be a former blue and gold guy. No, it wasn't. I, you know what? I'm gonna just say 
I'm going to say Tyler because of the stage that he was on and the weather conditions that he dealt with and the fact that he got benched mid-game. Like, I don't think the other two guys got benched. I could be wrong. I didn't watch the Arizona State no, game. Drew I didn't Pine, watch game. Drew Pine actually came off the bench. Oh, okay. Believe, from was what terrible. I saw awesome. for Arizona State and was still bad. Phil Dracovic, I don't believe, was benched, but he was still bad. It's just, man. I think I agree with what you're saying. To, to get benched, now, you know, there was weather and all that stuff yeah, going on. Was. But that's USF, man. It's not like you're playing yeah, Florida no, you're or right. Miami. Or, that's right. USF, and you're the quarterback at Alabama. That's But don't discount the environment, Sean. They were on the road playing in a hostile environment in Orlando, Florida. Or Tampa Matt, Bay or wherever it is, sorry. Matt wants to know. Thanks for the super chat, Matt. Is this a big game? Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, since a little sarcasm in there as well from, from but I'm the glad Matt, you know, and the respondent. Glad he sees it. <laughs> Anthony, thanks for the super chat. As always, he says thanks for the show tonight. Thanks, Anthony. We appreciate you. Tim, thank you for the super chat. Does Anye bust loose this week? Well, they uh, he was Marcus Freeman was asked about uh, Jason and asked about you know hey he you know he really broke out in the second half da 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 and he said look we we looked at his snap count we got to get Jason on the field more often I love that I think I think he you know we talk about coming out parties there's a chance forty seven could have a bit of a coming out party in this game if they just if they allow him to just get after the quarterback. I like Jason Onye versus the interior of this Ohio State. I do too. Line. I do too. So. And I think that I think you need to find a way to get him in there a little bit more. And Marcus Freeman said, based on the film that they saw, they're going to get him in there a little bit more. I don't. I don't know. Kind of at you know whose whose reps need to be decreased because Howard Cross is playing pretty damn good as well. He's playing you know. really, really well, and and Riley Mills has ha, has played well overall. You know, when he's not making dumb penalties, and <laughs> you know, that, the defensive line is 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 fine. And you you think that uh, Javante Jean Baptiste doesn't want to have a good day? You know, I mean, so there's a lot of motivation for this uh, defensive front. That's for sure. Let's just talk about the officiating since you since you brought up the Riley Mills roughing the passer. Oof. Um, woof. Fill in the blank. The officiating Saturday was blank. Woof. It was terrible. And it wasn't, and I want to be very clear on this, it wasn't anti-Notre Dame because there were some calls in there that definitely helped Notre Dame, okay? And, I mean, there were some spots where Notre Dame clearly did not get a first down, and they gave them a first down. Hold on. Is is that the one where they reviewed the spot? (laughs) Where they reviewed the review? And then said it was good, and then reviewed the (laughs) review? Is... Is it that spot? Oh my! How goodness. do you review a review? <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Like that? Well, I I leaned over to you and I gave you a look, and you you said to me, and I quote, "I think they're just making it up at this point." <laughs> like that's, I mean, and seriously, you and I have watched hundreds of games together, whether we've called them on the radio or been at Notre Dame or whatever. Right? That was, I mean. There's bad calls, and then there's 
just like not knowing the rules. You just make yourself look foolish. Yeah. When you one, you blow the spot because it, it was clearly Notre Dame was like like when you look clearly Notre Dame was short, and then they reviewed it and said, "Oh, it's it's a first down." It's first down. And then all of a sudden they <laughs> they pause and they're talking, and it's like, "Hold it, you're going back to the review tent." Like, wow. how do you blow a review on the spot of a football? And then they go back and and totally contradict what they just said that is I mean, that is man. look you can't keep sending the acc can't keep sending jv officials to these hey, games and that's how kidding. it feels at this I, I realize there's a there's a shortage of officials and it trickles up as well because you know the money these guys are or aren't making and you've got a shortage of high school officials and you know like it it trickles up you know typically the good sure. ones move up Sure. That's what happens. The good ones move up to college. The best from college ultimately end up moving to the NFL. But it is just bad. That was that was as bad as and you know we've seen some bad officiating, but it was just as overall bad as I can ever remember seeing. I mean, it was just a clown show. It's not like it was, you know, just bad calls. It was like bad reviews and bad spots and like just like the mechanics of being uh, an official. I. I, I saw better officiating at the high school game I was at on Friday than I did at the Saturday game I was at. Well, it, it was bad. What was the play? There was a there was an official on the side. The the, the catch that that wasn't made. The catch that they originally oh, said Central like Michigan made bounced on the ground, and the official was literally standing yes. five yards from the play because when they showed the replay, the camera is over his shoulder. Yes. He is looking right at it, or he's supposed to, and, it and he said close. it was a catch, and it was clearly on the ground. It was not close. Like the ball separated from the receiver. Like sep- it wasn't underneath him. It separated from him, mm-hmm. and then he kind of got it back. Scooped he's it like, back oh. Up. That's a catch. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Just bad. Oh, it's brutal. Brutal. I'm surprised half Notre Dame's team didn't get kicked out for targeting. Yeah. So we get Big Ten officials this weekend. Let's yeah. let's let's I hope mean, they send an A crew. Here's what's I mean, look, no matter what the calls are, people are gonna say the Big Ten officials are there to screw Notre Dame. You know what? Here's what you do. Don't let the officials dictate how the game goes as best as you can. You know what I mean? As best as you can. Yes, officials can bring back plays and they can do certain things. Beat the team without the officials. That's what I say to that. Michael Johnson said they had some bad calls in the wake game Saturday. The ACC needs to review the officials. Yep. You hope so. I mean, it's, and it's tough. There's a lot of college games and a lot of college officials out there. And somebody compared you know, the the efficiency of the NFL referees to, like, college referees. Like, well, they train all the NFL referees together. Nah, 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 nah. Okay, that's great. But there's 130 teams, which means at any given point, there could be 65 games going on, right? In the NFL, there's max of 16 games going on. It's a big difference and a heck of a lot more officials you know what I mean, and so and these guys have they they have they have real jobs. You know, they're selling right. insurance, or and so know, do the NFL refs. Real I mean, estate or whatever but they get paid handsomely. The NFL refs get paid handsomely. I don't believe college officials get paid as handsomely as the NFL referees do. No, but 
with the amount of money that we know is going to these conferences now in these TV contracts, something needs to be done both in terms of training, retaining, training them, retaining the best of them, you know, reviewing them more vigorously and paying them better to ensure that you are retaining the best of the best. Yep. That's there's, there's too much money that's trading hands in, in all this stuff now. The conferences have to do a better job with this, right. specifically the ACC. Fill in the blank. Today's announcement that Notre Dame's game against Duke next week will kick off at 7.30 is blank. The worst possible scenario. That's it. It's the worst possible scenario. Because at the end of the day, Sean, it's all about me. And I had plans that night <laughs> at work. Because my school decided to have a homecoming dance that night. And so I have to chaperone. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Because you know how I found out that the game was at uh, was, was at 7.30 that night? What's that? My rapid fire prep. So Your rapid fire prep. Like you've ever done prep so I found out anything in your life. Yep. I did it, and I saw Mr. it. Oh, finals are tomorrow. I'm going to crack the book for the first time this semester. You know that was you. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course it was. <laughs> I wrote all my papers the night before, uh-huh. every one of them. And okay. I did fairly well in college, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> Brian wants to know what you've got against Pat McAfee. I don't know where this is coming from. Like, I don't dislike pat mcafee yeah, i kind of made a face when i said pat mcafee's gonna be here oh did i in the show yeah it's because it doesn't move my needle at all i'm like okay. Eh, okay i got it pat mcafee's fine he it's a little his show's a little shtickish for me but he's made a lot of money doing it so i don't i don't uh you know that's i cool. tell you what I, not for me. I never watched or listened before he went on espn like i tried okay. a couple times with the podcasts but it was kind of hard to get into you know sort of not really knowing the full vibe of the show. Sure. But since it's been on ESPN the last couple of weeks, now it's it's hard to watch like a full Pat McAfee show, but I'm I'm kind of into it a little okay. bit. I'm enjoying okay. it. I'm enjoying the vibe. It's a different vibe, but I'm enjoying the vibe. And I'll tell you this, you know, because what started this whole conversation is, again, it's not just college game day that will be here on Saturday. Since McAfee is on ESPN now, when college, whatever city college game day, because he's part of game day, obviously, right. but whatever yeah. city game day or whatever location game day goes to, they also bring the Pat McAfee show there on Friday. And it's a very game day like environment. Like last week, last Friday, well, I'll say this I would expect to see Marcus Freeman do live hits on both shows. This okay, week. and probably some other Notre yeah. Dame guests. Like you'll see Marcus Freeman. I would guess. I mean, I'm not going to speak to his schedule, but I would guess since Marcus Freeman led off his press conference by saying it's great, we're going to have Pat McAfee show here and College Game Day show. I would expect because like last week, Dion, you know, they were in Boulder. He did McAfee show on Friday. He did, he did Game Day on Saturday. They were playing a later night game. Notre Dame obviously has a later night game, so I would expect you know that kind of yeah. stuff. It's it's you know, again, like I think the 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 best version of that McAfee show is when they are on the campus, like game day, because they've got a lot sure. more live guests coming in and out and, and stuff like that. And and that's fun. Know, got, I mean, live, just like game day, you've got students better. and people, fans in the background, and all that 
kind of thing. Again, I've honestly, not, I've not traditionally watched it, but I've started watching more of it. Okay, you know, as my as one of my background programs as I'm doing sure. my work here. What time is it on? I work obviously during the day. The it's on at noon live. Okay. I don't typically gotcha. get a chance to watch it live. I do have the DVR set in case I want it later. They also replay it, I think, at around 3 or 4 o'clock or something like that. Oh, okay. So that's usually the one, you know, like when I'm sitting here kind of doing my final, getting sure. stuff ready for the show and those kind of things, I'll flip it on, that kind of thing. Yeah, I. you know what? You know who he is to me on the game day show, and I, I, I've only kind of tuned in and tuned out, but I feel like they're prepping him as the replacement for Corso. <laughs> You know, with kind of oh, he will be ultimately. You know what I mean, like the shticky, because he'll start wearing the headgear and he'll start doing all that crap. And you know, like (laughs) I was never a big fan of the shtick that Corso did. To be honest with you, like I like analysis, I like some of the stories, but like Corso is just always just kind of a clown, you know. And I think here comes Pat McAfee. I think he's probably going to be the same way. You know, he's the comic relief or whatever. Okay. That's fine. I mean, it is what it is. I just, it's just not really. Tears of a clown, Vince. Tears of a clown. Come on. Right here. (laughs) Right here. They did a nice little tribute to Corso on game day. I don't know if you saw that on Saturday. This is probably his last year then. It was his, well, Saturday was his 400th time doing the headgear on game day. Oh, gotcha. 400. So they were marking the anniversary of that. But it was, yeah. Come on. Come on. Like Mike said, damn, Vince Corso is beloved. <laughs> That's fine. So is Bozo He's the Clown. Right still, a clown. still a clown. <laughs> Man. I'm going there. I just, I don't, he doesn't all. What value has Corso added to that show in the last five years? I understand what you're saying, but he's also had some health problems. I get it. And We're things tired. that I've, think, whoop, things that I've heard, okay. like I saw, like Andrew, you know, uh, Perloff McLovin, formerly of the Dan yeah. Patrick shows, yeah, got yeah, his, yeah. you know, co-host of his own radio show. Oh, and, right. like, he tweeted over the weekend that a few years back, like before Dan Patrick, I think he, he was doing some some work for ESPN. And he said, like, Corso was the guy he was like the, the guy who treated people better than anyone else that he ever encountered. At ESPN. Good for that. That's awesome. And I so I that. think I, I think that when you're that kind of person, one. And you've got those kind of relationships and you do become a beloved figure because obviously, and you know, like he and Herb Street obviously have a very good relationship. I mean, course, and, Herb Street's his handler, basically. And you've meant that much, even as you're, you're getting older. I, 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 I appreciate ESPN for appreciating what he has brought to that program over the years. And even though he, he probably does not bring the same impact with his opinions and things like that as he has done in years past, I appreciate them keeping him around and, and basically kind of, you know, letting him feel some sort of vitality kind of in his, in his later years. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. I, I can get on board with that. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Just don't parade him around as an analyst. Like just bring him out, put the head on. Well, parade him mean, back. he's, he's not as big, you know, like there are times when he's not on the set at all and McAfee is and just like you said I, I think at some point um when Corso is gone McAfee will kind of fill that sure. role a it little felt bit more. it felt like and honestly for me because I used to watch game day all the time and then work kind of got in the way it felt like when they were when COVID happened right and they they kept doing stuff from his house 
Like that felt like a good kind of time to maybe just have him hang it up. You know what I mean? Cause he couldn't travel cause of COVID and all that. Like that just felt like a good time to like, maybe, okay, this, you know, swan song, this is kind of right. it. You know what I mean? Like that, that felt like a good way to do it, you know? And they just, they keep on trucking, which, okay. That's their prerogative. <laughs> I mean, he's mostly there, I think, to put on the headgear at this and point. There you go. You know, and it's probably a lot for him to be traveling around and doing all this. And, you yeah, know, I, I think even like that year or so after COVID, he was still doing stuff remotely yeah. for a yeah. little while. And then he, he is just, I think maybe the last year and this year kind of yeah, thing. I think so. Back in. I think so. Like last year was tough because our pregame show was literally during game day. It was 10 to noon, you know? so That's right. We didn't I, get to really see it last year. Yeah, not yeah. even once. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway. So, Vince, starting with tonight, ESPN and ABC are going to do four Monday night football doubleheaders over the course of this NFL season. Only they're not traditional doubleheaders. Like tonight, it's going to be the Saints and the Panthers kicking off at 7.15, just a couple of minutes from now, actually, as we speak on ESPN, and then an hour later, 8.15, it's Browns-Steelers. So what do you think of this little doubleheader format that they've got going? I remember you and I talking about when they would do the doubleheader to kick off the season for Monday Night Football, uh-huh. and how we both loved it. Uh, I did love it, and I still love it when they do that. I don't like the head-to-head option. I want them to be back-to-back. So you start the first one a little earlier, and you make sure the second one's a West Coast game. That's fine. If you want to stay up and watch that West Coast game, you know, peace be with you. You're welcome to do that. <laughs> you know, I could usually get through the full game and then a half and then, you know, probably shuffle off to dreamland. Uh-huh. Right. I just don't. I don't. You're a channel surfer, man. You like going back and forth. <laughs> I like keeping it on true. one channel. And I would have rather had the back to back. If they were doing back to back, man, I would be on board because right now monday night football starts way too stinking late in my opinion and i don't like it and so i would rather bump up game one and then have them back to back this episode is brought to you by fx's the veil starring elizabeth moss fx's the veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I, I, I'm kind of intrigued by doing it this way. Because as you said, I am a channel surfer. And... If you start watching that first game at 7.15 and it's kind of a dud, an hour in, you can say, well, I'm just going to flip to the other game and see what it's got to offer, you know, and then you kind of bounce back and forth a little bit if that's what you want to do, or you just do what you said and you end up in bed. So I kind of like it. Um, okay. I'll, I'll be, 
I'll be curious to see if this sticks. Uh, you know, it's yeah. it's a little bit odd putting two games up against each other on on different networks, but it's kind of cool at the same time. And if they get good enough ratings out of it, I'm sure that they'll end up sticking with it. And Stymie said, can we take a moment to celebrate the writers' strike? Ten extra ABC Monday Night Football games. They did decide that because ABC really? has no... They're running out of uh, stuff to put on, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's why they're doing the doubleheader. Yeah, so they're going to – well, they were going to do the doubleheaders anyway. Oh, okay. They're going to – like when they're – I think it's when they're not doubleheaders, they're going to go ahead and simulcast ESPN and ABC because ABC doesn't have any Monday night programming. So they're just going to put the, the Monday night game there too. Yeah, I see. I I really disliked when it went off of network and went on to ESPN. Now, I guess it really doesn't matter as much now as it did. Like, because when I was a kid, I had this little itty bitty, no lie, like a four inch TV, right? The screen was like four inches, (laughs) but it was like really long. But I had it right on my my nightstand so I could watch football. Right. And had the antenna, you only got the air channels and the whole thing, but it was a color screen. And so I was able to watch football at night, like falling asleep. Kids, well, I guess kids these days probably have, you know, streaming and all that stuff. But like when it went to went away, you know, you don't get the air channels. It's no fun anymore. You know what I mean? You, you mm-hmm. take away that possibility of some kids want. I mean, not everybody has streaming and cable and all of that. They rely on their air channels, you know, you're taking Monday night football away. I didn't like that at all. Yeah. Michael says he's watching four games at a time on YouTube TV. Just doesn't work with games on Peacock TV. I mean, that's spot the lie. I mean, that's. (laughs) (laughs) I heard it wasn't great. It like froze up on people. I I, did have some issues. Well, go ahead. Well, I I looked up at one point because we had the Peacock Mm -hmm. on the TV above us. And there was at one point where it was jacked up and you could see the P logo in the corner. And it was like all jumbled. And I was like, oh, I wonder if people are getting this too. Yep. Yep. And that was in the stadium. I had a little YouTube issue with my Sunday ticket. I think that's what Michael was talking about yesterday. Last week, no issues. I had, you know, I had like, after I bought my Sunday ticket this summer, I got YouTube all set up on my TV and it was ready to go, you know, in the app, smart TV and all that stuff. Last week, watched all the games I wanted. There were no issues. Yesterday, it made me sync up the account on my phone with the account on the tv i had to turn on my location services really do all this stuff people were sharing i think that's it i think that's it they had too many people sharing the first week so yeah so i had to do all this sync stuff and uh it 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 took a while fortunately the cowboys game was uh was was a national game and it, it was on so i didn't have to worry about that but i was still not very happy because it meant that I had to watch that crappy Bears game longer than I wanted to <laughs> in this house. I, I texted my buddy at the end of that game. I was like, somehow the Bears have been playing football for like 120 years. Something ridiculous. And yet they are still inventing ways to lose. It's, it's They are. It's impressive. I mean, it really is impressive. I know. And to your negative. point about to people talking about Peacock, I saw someone on Twitter, I think, last night or this morning saying they're paying a premium service for Peacock. But 
if you want to go back and rewatch a Notre Dame game that has already been played, they still make you watch the commercials. You can't forward yeah. the commercials, even yeah. though you're paying a premium service to have that. You still get the commercials. And that's that's one Quality. thing. That's one thing I'm wondering with the YouTube, what that's going to be like, because so far I've been able to watch live. But one of the things that I liked about having it on direct TV is I could record the game if I wasn't there and I could still get home sure. and watch it. You can watch you can watch a recorded game in about an hour because you forward through the commercials. Fantastic. You can forward through punts and you know things like that. Forward through halftime, obviously. But I'm gonna be really curious when it comes time. Like, I don't know if I can do that on YouTube. So I guess I'll find out. And people obviously were not not I mean, people are just ticked about Peacock. Just be glad that's the only Peacock game you had yeah, this year. We're done. We're no more. Yep. No more. You're, if you're a Big Ten fan, there's a chance that multiple games of yours are going to be on Peacock throughout the season. So, hey, and if you're going to be at home watching the game this this uh, coming Saturday, you got some different people in the booth. That's right. Noah Eagle and Todd Blackledge will be doing the Man, game. Man, chalk week. one up. That's awesome. W. That's right. All right, well, that's going to do it for today. Ohio State week has officially begun, and we've got Notre Dame Buckeyes talk all week, of course, both here on Irish Breakdown, on all the different shows. We did talk about Deuce McKnight committing earlier. We talked about that, what, Vince, probably 45 minutes ago or so. We sure did. Minutes, something like that. So yep. you'll find it either in the podcast or rewind the video at, at some point. Uh, the the summary is good. Yep. <laughs> Deuce good. Notre Dame good. Deuce good. good. Notre Dame good. Yeah. 25 right. class. Really good. Hashtag let them stand. Put it Saturday. out there, people. Put it out there. Hashtag let them stand. All right. We're going to check out right now. We will talk to you tomorrow. And again, remember, we've got the Ohio State Insider on tomorrow's show. And uh, we have had him on this show before. So we uh, we know what he's all about. So he'll have some good, he'll have some good insights. Very confident we'll do that tomorrow. Hit the like button on your way out, and of course, subscribe, rate, and review. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on Abbey Nation Sports.